every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. Seneca. Welcome back to another episode of the Coach's Corner Podcast. And today we're talking about how to bounce back from maybe getting off course. Maybe something happens in life, an end of a relationship, end of a career, end of a job. Clients leave you, business goes down. You've got to make a shift. You've got to make a change. Health problems, money problems, whatever that is. How do you bounce back? What's the best way to start building that momentum that you may have had? And I get this, believe me. Sometimes when I'm listening to podcasts or when I'm, you know, getting coached or mentored, it's easy to forget or see the person that I look up to or that I'm listening to as perfect, as they don't have problems. And I made a commitment to making sure that I always share and make it known that I'm far from perfect. That things happen, that I make mistakes, that things end, that I go through problems, that I have breakdowns, that I have meltdowns, and anyone who says they don't is straight up lying to you. I've had the pleasure of working with some some successful coaches and mentors who have helped me. And it's always amazing to build a relationship because you very quickly realize that they have all the same problems too. So I don't know how long you've been tuning in. I get a lot of these messages all the time and emails of like, man, if I could just... It, you just have it figured out. And I am like, man, I don't. That being said, there's habits, there's commitments, and there's things that I do on a consistent basis that guarantees success. But behind the Instagram and behind the microphone, we're all human beings and we all face problems. So I kind of made a list. Um, recently... I've been going through an end of a relationship, and with that comes a lot of changes, a lot of shifts, a lot of adapting, a lot of adapting, a lot of adjusting, and I was revisiting a lot of the things that I do when I have to bounce back, and I thought I'd share it with you because we all face them. So the first thing I want to say before anything is, what did you learn from it? Before we start thinking of solutions, before we start adjusting, before we start trying to figure it out, I want to challenge you to just ask yourself, what did you learn from it? Whether that's a relationship or a money problem or a health problem, or you just messed up, you made the wrong choice, you made the wrong decision, or you feel like it just happened to you, although I truly believe we are in control. Um, Even the things that we feel are out of control, I truly believe and I choose to believe that we're in full control Uh, Even when things happen, quote unquote, to us, what did you learn from it? I believe why that's probably the first thing you should ask yourself is if you don't learn from it, you're going to keep doing it over and over and over and over until it destroys you or until you quit. What did you learn from it? I find that doing just this exercise sometimes gives me the motivation I need to push through it because it gives you hope. Sometimes it gives you options. Sometimes it helps you see the big picture and what it is you're actually going through is not that big of a deal in the big scheme of things. So, what did you learn from it? Number two, 
is around schedule. I am a big, big advocate, a big believer. And I will say this straight up, that probably one of the biggest things that's changed my life and that gave me the momentum I needed was really solid habits and making sure that they're scheduled, especially at first. Eventually, your habits are going to be so ingrained within you that you won't need to schedule them. But when you start, I, I, I challenge you, I invite you to schedule. Like even when you're feeling like you cannot go on, open up your schedule for the next day, not the morning of, the, the night before, and schedule your next day. Those small habits, whether that's just eating breakfast, scheduling, a workout, schedule it, a walk, a run, a 30 minutes of breath work, schedule it, and then stick to your schedule. Do not, do not, do not, do not deviate from the schedule. I'm, I'm talking about even the smallest things. It's really hard sometimes to get, like when I'm really, really, really low and when I'm really in the trenches and when life and the walls are caving in, I'm like, I schedule, make bed in morning. Drink two glasses of water. I'll do it the night before. And then when I wake up, I don't have to think. I just execute. I look, I say, great, make the bed. Check mark. Oh, I feel better about myself. Oh, great. Two glasses of water. Check mark. Great. Next, next, next. And next thing you know, you've built the momentum for that day. And then you build the momentum for the week. And then you build the momentum for the month. And you build momentum for the year and your life. The next thing is... Accountability. There's many ways to do this. This can be through a buddy system. This can be through a mentor or a coach. Even this transition I'm going through, uh, I get the pleasure of, of chatting with my coaches two times a week and making sure that I'm still on track, both personally and professionally. And those are just such vital parts of my week that without them, I truly don't know if I'd be here right now. I've been, well, I'm a little biased because I run a coaching company, but I am a huge advocate, a huge believer, a huge, again, I, I know I'm repeating this, but a big thing that really shifted and changed my life was paying for coaches, for mentors. I truly believe in that. I wouldn't do what I do without that, and I wouldn't sell what I sell without that, and I wouldn't be on the mission I am to really help coaches if I didn't understand the power of coaching. I know that a lot of coaches struggle with it, um, building the business, and it drives me every day to make sure that they can build what we had the luxury of building in the early days. And a lot of coaches don't have coaches. I'm not saying that so you buy anything from me. That's fine. But I'm a big believer in it. If I don't float your boat, if I don't match up, um, if it's too aggressive, I hold people to a very high level of accountability. If you need a little bit more hand-holding, kind of uh, gentle, you're doing great when you're actually not. Uh, I don't mind shooting to it straight, but there's a lot of coaches. And if, if you're looking for a coach, let me know because I can hook you up with somebody uh, if I'm not your jam. But have someone in your corner. Like, believe me, trust me when I say this, and it, this doesn't have to be me, but have someone in your corner that you check in with, whether that's a group program, anything, anything that you can do to be accountable. Um, is huge. Next thing, write a list. 
I do this quite often, but especially when I'm in the thick of it, is um, what is the good that could come out of this situation? Where's the good? Where's the light? Even when you're in the darkest of the dark, it's very easy to just stay there and see the darkness. It's very easy. Most people do that. And it's, it almost feels good in a way. Because you can feel sorry for yourself. You can feel like a victim. And I get it. I do that too sometimes. But the second I become aware of, hey, I'm just sitting in the dark and uh, feeling sorry for myself, I start writing a list right away. Where's the good in all of this? Okay, this opens up an opportunity for this. Hey, I've always wanted to do this. Now I have an opportunity to do it. I've been in the thick where I basically lost all my money. Um, made some poor decisions and had to sell all my stuff to recover debt. Even through that, it was like, what's the good in this? Great, I'm starting over. I have a full future. I can learn from my past mistakes and change the business model to be able to go like this, to be able to serve me in this way. A new beginning. There's so much opportunity within that. It's not easy. But once you get one or two little topics down, it will, it will become a lot easier. Believe me, believe me, believe me. And finally, and I could probably do another 20 to this list, and I'm going to say this with a bit of caution because I think this is abused a lot, but it's self-care. Now, on the flip side of this is this idea that when the going gets tough, give yourself self-care. I see this often. Uh, and I, I try to steer my clients actually out of this because they're doing too much self-care. Every time it hurts, it's self-care. Every time they're feeling frazzled, self-care. Spa day. I'm just going to go hang out by the ocean all day and read. Now, is it, is it necessary at times? Yes. But truly ask yourself, am I doing self-care to escape from my problems? Or am I doing self-care because I really, really need it? What I like to do is I schedule self-care after it is I do what I have to do. Now, some people get a little bit frowny about that because they're like, well, you'll work from a much better place of self-care. And I agree with that. I do. If I'm feeling very frazzled and hitting my head against the wall, 15 or 20 minutes or 30 minutes of me time, self-care, can change the trajectory of the day. I truly believe that. But with that, I said 15 minutes or 20 minutes, not the entire day. If I want a self-care day, where I'm gonna take an entire day and go do stuff I love, I, 99% of the time, schedule it after a very hefty goal, a hefty, like imagine if a marathon runner just took self-care breaks every 20 minutes because they were a little bit tired. The celebration comes after. That being said, there are times where I will schedule a self-care day before a project because it builds the momentum. But just be very careful with this. If you don't have what you have, you're not where you want to be or you haven't been seeing the momentum you want, have a look at your schedule and how much time are you spending on yourself now. One extra thing I'm going to add is we do a lot of things that, are, we, that we label self-care and they're not really self-care. And you know what I'm talking about. They're not really self-care. They're escapism. You're escaping. 
watching Netflix and drinking some wine to escape. I really believe that self-care has an intention behind it. Why are you doing it? Why are you going out to the mountains for a day? Why are you going camping? Why are you watching Netflix and wine? What's the intention? What do you want out of this? And if it's you know, unintentional, if you're just doing it because you're tired or you're frustrated or you're scared or you're overwhelmed and you need to escape, then you're doing yourself a massive, massive disservice and it's going to hurt you in the long run. You're going to look around in 10 years and other people will be living the life they wanted to because they stayed committed and disciplined even through the tough times and you won't be. And I want you to be. So be, be really careful with that one. But there, it's, it's vital. I can, I can actually be pretty bad for it at times. So that's why I need to focus a little bit more on, hey, let's take care of Lucas because I've served my clients at a higher level. I serve my people at a higher level and I can serve the world at a higher level. But I see this abused a lot. So be careful with that. That's, that's a good start, I would say. Uh, start with this list, see where it gets you. Feel free to reach out. Of course, if you are looking for coaching and mentorship, you can check out lucasrubix.com slash programs. Uh, we are looking for applications for the Coaches University. If you don't know what that is, I highly recommend you check it out. We do guarantee results and we work with you for as long as it takes to see those results. All of that is at lucasrubix.com. For more episodes of the podcast, visit lucasrubix.com slash podcast. And of course, if you've enjoyed this episode, if it's served you, I'd love to know. Feel free to hit that leave a review button. Let us know what you think. And I'll end it with, if you're in the dark, there is light. You just got to look for it. If you feel there's no way out of your current situation, there is. Believe me. And you don't have to believe me, but look around at some of the feats and some of the obstacles that people have gone through. Um, and you'll have no excuse. And then that's still not enough. You've got to start small. So just start with the small things. Schedule them in. Go through this list. Build momentum one hour at a time, one minute at a time. Turn it into an hour. Turn it into a day. That day will turn into a week. The week will turn into a month. And months will turn into years. And those years, you will make giant leaps. You'll look back in six months or 12 months or four years and you'll be like, I'm living my dream. And others will, will be begging to know the secret. And hopefully you'll be able to tell them exactly what I just told you. Get some help. Get some coaching. Get someone in your corner. Start small. Schedule it. Do the small things. Stay committed to the schedule. And make sure you take care of yourself. Hope that helps. We'll talk soon. All right, so as always, I just want to finish off the episode with saying thank you for listening. These episodes are 100% free and they're dedicated to helping you build your coaching business because there are clients out there just waiting for you to reach them. They're waiting for you to give them a result. So do not give up on your dream and never give up on your business. Again, these episodes are 100% free. All I ask in return is that you give it a thumbs up, you give it a like, you give it a little bit of love in the comments or the reviews, and you share it with one or two coaches who you know could use help building their coaching businesses. That's it. I'm done. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.